time. Welcome into the Roundtable. Bill Priester here with you. And nothing much happened over the weekend in Washington, if you weren't really paying attention. Oh, where the government shutdown was averted for at least 45 days or so. What does that mean for freight? Well, we've got two people here that can talk to that as well. Randy Mullet joins us. Uh, Randy, the senior advisor of Imagine Innovate at Washington, D.C. And Lauren Smith, president of Skyline Policy Risk Group in Manassas, Virginia. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, not too much to talk about here today, gentlemen. Um, Randy, reaction to what happened this weekend? And obviously, you still have 12 appropriations bills out there as well. What does this mean for freight as things get on standby, at least for the next six weeks? I think it means uh, business as usual for freight. I'm not sure that this shutdown will uh, affect us or our customers much. I really worry uh, that this has become habitual. Every time we get up to one of these deadlines, we have the same dog and pony show, and we seem to avert it. Uh, so I, I don't know if people just aren't taking them seriously anymore, or um, uh, it's just become so normalized that it's ho-hum. Lauren, what, what was your uh, reaction to it? As I mean, obviously, they had to do what they had to do to keep things going. Well, this is really part one. I mean, we're going to see uh, this week, uh, a struggle for control of the House of Representatives itself, uh, probably a battle for, for leadership to find out if Kevin McCarthy is going to stay on as speaker after he moved uh, the, the, the continuing resolution uh, that's going to keep uh, government funded for the next seven weeks. So November 17th is our new date. Uh, that's going to be interesting. Uh, but to be honest, the, the really interesting date that everyone should be keeping in mind is January 1st. Under the debt ceiling deal uh, earlier this year, back in June, uh, there is a 1% cut across all federal programs if Congress has not concluded the fiscal year 24 uh, appropriations bills by January 1st. That's actually the, the more interesting date to me. I think they'll, they'll muddle along here somehow, uh, but uh, there's going to be a lot of excitement. So, Randy, as we look forward here, I guess, again, 12 appropriations bills to, to go forward in terms of how this is going to stand out. Obviously, you've got problems in terms of uh, a struggle for power, uh, certainly in the House of Representatives side. You've got also issues of censure uh, as well. Is this going to be an incredible, I mean, I know you guys are in Washington, D.C., kind of get a, a, your finger on the pulse of how things are, are kind of handling themselves up there. But is this going to be major distraction to even getting any kind of government work done over the course of the next six weeks in terms of trying to get these 12 appropriations bills set? It, it definitely will be a, a huge distraction um, because even if it's kabuki political theater, it <laughs> still uh, is a distraction and takes a whole, whole lot of time away from uh, the things that they ought to be doing. You know, Lauren rightly focuses on January 1st, but the first deadline for this is the Friday before the Thanksgiving holiday. It, it sets up another battle royale um, it, it, if, if they move forward with trying to get rid of Speaker McCarthy. Uh, that uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see us go through 12 or 15 votes that will take a couple weeks that eat up the total House thing. So even though they've given themselves 45 days, it's not a realistic, uh, it, it's not actually 45 days. So, Lauren, as you look at it, uh, again, big distraction, obviously, with what could happen with McCarthy. Obviously, he took his lumps in trying to get elected to speaker the first time around. Uh, how much of a distraction do you see this as in terms of, again, government trying to get stuff done? You mentioned the farm bill uh, several months ago as being the next big hurdle that that Congress needs to kind of get a hold of. That's obviously part of this as well. 
Well, so Farm Bill, uh, some of the programs uh, do expire on September 30th, but the real hurdle for that one is also January 1st. Uh, that's when uh, what's known as permanent law takes effect if Congress can't agree on an extension. Permanent law is basically a system of price supports that was set back in the 1940s. Uh, and so it would be highly problematic for price supports that were written into statute 80 years ago to suddenly spring into force today because they just don't they have any bearing on the reality of the markets today. Uh, one one other positive note from uh, from over the weekend was that the uh, uh, FAA reauthorization was also extended. So the FAA is not is not shutting down uh, the FAA's ability to sort of work the aircraft control system. That that goes on, uh, and then uh, Congress can continue to work on a multi year authorization of of the of, of that agency. Randy, what's your gut feeling in terms of how this could conceivably play out in just in terms of how the appropriations, but obviously there's the political footballing of what's going on outside of that. But in terms of the appropriations bills themselves, even with limited negotiation time, how do you think this could possibly play out? I have to believe that they're close on a lot of these things and down to um, uh, specific member to member type issues. This is the way these things always end. And they're going to go through a couple or three weeks of of this public drama. But in the background, there's going to be a lot of uh, individual negotiations going on. The staff are still all working on this. And um, I, I don't I believe that they've they've pushed this up to the brink. None of them want a shutdown. Uh, the Dems do not want a one percent cut across the board, which was negotiated in uh, 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 the Inflation Reduction Act with the president and Speaker McCarthy earlier this year. People do not want things like the Farm Bill reverting back to 1940s uh, law. So there's a lot of, of, of um, desire on on both parts to get it done and get it out of the way because they've, they they don't want to go into the presidential and, and all the fall elections for 2024 um, uh, focused on this type of thing. They want people to have forgotten this and move on. That's that's a great point. Lauren, uh, again, same question to you in terms of how do you see this playing out just in terms of those appropriations bills, but also as this timeline is extended into November and uh, up until, you know, the, the important date of January 1st, obviously now we're starting to get into election season, campaign season, and how much that's going to distract from uh, people uh, trying to do the work of, uh, of government as opposed to trying to get elected. Well, it's worth remembering, you know, this is a zero-sum game. There, there's always a, a winner and a loser alongside a short side. So uh, so somebody, there is a faction out there that wants to shake the box, potentially. You have both, you know, Democrats like the idea of Republicans maybe triggering some chaos and making themselves look bad doing it. Uh, some of the conservatives, obviously, you know, the ones that, uh, you know, that they've been squabbling over the past few weeks uh, are would, would, be, would be fine seeing a government shutdown of some period of time if it possibly increases the odds of, of you know, a policy outcome that they're more interested in. So it, it's a it's, it's a it's a little bit trickier than just, you know, no one wants to see this happening. Um, you know, what, what both side what both major political parties are doing is, you know, trying to figure out how they can get more seats in the House next year and. You know, also the the Senate, the presidential election, um, but it is a zero sum game because there's a fixed number of seats in the House. Uh, the the question is, is this third force opposed to the two parties? This third force of the risk of what might happen um, have such a political downside that ultimately the two parties come together 
in favor of you know uh, the, the the full fiscal 24 uh, appropriations, the farm bill reauthorization. What are the next steps? And I think that. Uh, probably before January 1st to have some sort of agreement on these things just because the potential downside for each of the two parties is, you know, the Republicans are thinking, wow, if we get blamed, this will be really bad for us. Uh, and the Democrats are thinking, you know, that there is, there is a downside risk here. If the Republicans don't get blamed, then maybe we'll have to deal with a 1% cut. Uh, and so all of that nets out to probably they get a deal by January 1st. But that's that's honestly, that's the real date that folks should be focused on. Got about a minute and a half left here, guys, uh, in terms of how this can play out just from a political perspective. And Lauren, you've kind of already talked about this a little bit. Uh, Randy, any chance you see of any political fracturing? Obviously, there was a lot of, you know, standing on a line, drawing, drawing a line in the sand in terms of how things were going to play out to uh, possibly go to a shutdown here in this last round of, of, of negotiations. Um, are we, are we in for something that's that's that could be detrimental or are we in for something hopefully that's that's more of a I won't say a smooth ride but something that's going to get us through relatively unscathed and and into 2024 uh, I'm not sure that it's going to be a smooth ride to get there but I do think that oh, we I'm are going to oh, get yeah. there <laughs> I'm sure it will. I do think we're going to get there <laughs> I do think we're going to get there by January 1st and and in their infinite wisdom the way all politicians do they will even if they do an extension it will be after it will end after the election and we'll let the new guys deal with it it's uh profiles and courage all over again um I I think the big question this week and the next couple of weeks is going to be do do this do the conservative folks that really wanted to change policy direction around spending, uh, have, has their bubble burst or do they still have a lot of energy? Gotcha. And that, I think that's going to be the test right now. Lauren, quickly to you. I, I, Randy's got it. We're going to see some chaos through the end of the year uh, and then probably some sort of deal after that. It, it could very well be not until after the first of the year. That's going to be very interesting to watch over the course of the next 45 days and up until January 1st. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us for our roundtable today. Thanks, thanks Bill. See you, Lauren. All right, let's move back over to Kaylee Nix for our last check of headlines.